podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. May I have your attention, please? You need passion. You need desire. You need want. We play with that passion. We play together. We play for each other. And we play to win. Welcome to Irish Illustrated International. I'm Len Clark in the United States. Across the pond is J.P. McGrath, who is, I believe, in London right now, splitting his time between London and Manchester. <laughs> no, not today. London and Brighton, but I'll be in. Uh, I'll be with the Man United fans soon. <laughs> well, J.P. is going to quarterback the show today. A lot to talk about. Yesterday was the Blue Gold game, and J.P. we learned a lot by watching that yeah. scrimmage. Yeah, no, it was great to see the guys, the guys back out there. Um, thought a lot of positives to take uh, from it. We'll start with the quarterbacks. I thought Jack Cohn, uh, the incoming grad from from Wisconsin, looked really composed uh, in the pocket. Um, although there was no hitting of the of the quarterbacks in in the red jerseys, I thought his pocket awareness was was really impressive. Uh, Brian Kelly noted his arm strength was stronger than they thought earlier in spring camp, and we saw that today. It was some windy conditions at, at Notre Dame Stadium. He was able to deliver the ball very effectively. Uh, down the field, uh, extremely accurate, I thought as well. Um, he finished 18 uh, or 32 uh, with 197 yards, no touchdowns and an interception. Um, he was sacked four times. Um, and the notable plays, I thought the opening vertical strike to Joe Wilkins got us all very excited. And he showed a really nice connection with Avery Davis, who will be the leader of this wide receiver group. Um, he did have an interception and he did miss Avery Davis uh, on a touchdown uh, and one in, in an end zone drive. But overall, really impressed with Jack. And, and much like Jack, I thought Drew Pine um, also had a very similar game in terms of what they did well and what they can improve on. Um, Drew impressed vertically as well, had the passing plays of the day. Uh, a beautiful dart to, to Lawrence Keyes in between four defenders and another great strike to, to Braden Lindsay on the boundary. Also had an interception, but I thought that was a, a really exceptional defensive play by Justin Walters. Uh, he finished 11 of 23, uh, 146 yards, no touchdowns and, and one interception. And then Tyler Buckner, the, the incoming freshman quarterback, shaky first drive, probably a bit nervous, but then led uh, led the opening second half drive, um, went four plays, 75 yards uh, and, and a touchdown. Really looking like Ian Book uh, diving in the end zone there. So overall, Really impressed with uh, with Pine and Cone. Um, they'll have some plays they want to take, they want to have back, and it was great to see the continued development of, of Tyler Buckner. Let's stay on those quarterbacks. First of all, three very capable quarterbacks. You've got experience with Jack Cone transferring him from Wisconsin. A very tall quarterback. That's something that we have not seen in many many years for the Fighting Irish. Uh, basically, a drop back passer likes to stay in the pocket. Although he said coming to Notre Dame, he wants to really exercise his mobility. Drew Pine was the more mobile quarterback yesterday, in my opinion. And then Tyler Buckner, who has not seen contact in over a year. They did not have the red jersey on him yesterday. And if you take a look at the most productive quarterback yesterday, it would have to be Tyler Buckner. And in the postgame, Blue Gold game press conference with Brian Kelly, he said, hey, I'm not going to make an announcement on a starter. But we have three very good quarterbacks, and they're going to find the best athletes out there on the field, regardless of the position, because JP, he said, 
We're a good fall, good football team. We want to be a great football team. So quarterback, even though you lose a lot with Ian Book, you do have some great experience. That's why I believe Notre Dame will be a top 10 team going into the 2021 football football season. Yeah, no, definitely agreed. Um, I thought, yeah, Drew, um, it's more of the more athletic quarterback than Jack. But I think Jack can also make plays with his with his feet when necessary. Uh, we spoke about his pocket awareness a few times when he stepped up. It was a collapsing pocket. I think he, he can show the athleticism, but again, he has that height, um, which is what we haven't seen in Ian Book and those smaller quarterbacks. It just looks more of, of, of the part. And yeah, you spoke about Tyler Buckner. Hasn't played since late 2019. Brian Kelly said we're gonna baptize him by fire, no red jerseys. And it was a it was a, it was a, it was it was a tough opening drive, but I think in that second drive you saw him getting more confident, connecting with with guys like Mitchell Evans and and, and Lawrence Keyes. So a very uh, productive day for the quarterbacks and excited to see the development of all three. What else did you see? Um, well, I think if we go by go by position groupings, we'll we'll go next to the offensive line. Uh, probably the biggest. Um, it's been well documented the the, uh, the struggles that um, that the that the coaching staff has had with with this grouping. Of course, as we know, four of the four of the five starters last year heading to the draft. Um, the fifth, Jared Patterson, still being out at the moment. Um, up and down play, uh, the gold team we had from left to right, uh, Blake Fisher at left tackle, uh, Quinn Carroll at left guard, Zeke Carell at centre, right guard, Andrew Kostovic and right tackle, Josh Lug. And for the blue team, we had uh, Tosh Baker at left tackle, uh, Rocco Spindler at left guard, uh, Dylan Gibbons at centre, John Dirksen at right guard and Michael Carmody at right tackle. Um, it's hard when t- sacks are being given. There were nine sacks allowed. Um but I thought uh, both lines um, handled some of the pressure that the defence put them under, especially the defensive line. It's going to be one of the strongest defensive line groupings in all of college football next year. These guys are inexperienced. It's going to be great for their, for their learning, for their, for their learning experience. Um, I thought some of the blitzes they picked up quite well, but again, you saw some of that, some of that inexperienced. Um, each of the first three drives stalled because of a sack on third down. We saw some, some some full starts. We saw about a couple bad snaps from from under center. So it's 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 tough, but these guys are going to continue to get better. Uh, I'd say the, the standout for me was Rocco Spindler at left guard. He had that great uh, great block on the on the on the Leo on the Leo Arvano, uh, rushing touchdown and kind of dragging him into the end zone as well, uh, looking a bit like uh, Quinton Nelson out there. So Brian Kelly noted. Um, that these guys are going to get better. They've got work to do, uh, but they're going to get there. Very impressed by Rocco Spindler and also Blake Fisher. So Notre Dame, they'll get those guys whipped into shape by camp and, and get them strength, uh, the conditioning, and get them ready to play you know, college football in the fall. But yeah, the, the offensive line, as you said, gave up a lot of sacks yesterday. And a lot of that had to do with that new defensive scheme by Marcus Freeman. Now, we didn't see a lot. Notre Dame didn't want to show their hand because they've got an opponent on September 5th against Florida State. So... It was just players to go out there and, and, and try to do the best they can. But you can see that there was a lot of movement on that defensive line. And the one thing I took away from the defense is Jack Kaiser, I think, has nailed down that rover position by leading the team with tackles yesterday with eight. Definitely. I thought um, the linebacker grouping is my favorite grouping of this um, of this team. Jack Kaiser, as you mentioned, has had a really impressive spring. Um, we've seen him in that rover being able to to cover tight ends and, and running backs. And as you said, coming up with eight tackles yesterday, I thought Maris Leofau had a great 
um, a great game too in Isaiah Pryor, who is listed as a safety, but will be more kind of operating within the box. Uh, Lou Fowler had five tackles and two tackles for loss. Uh, and Shane Simon, who we haven't mentioned, uh, Meng is one of the captains. None of the captains had an interception on a nice play. He spoke about um, working on his film, working with the working with the coaching staff. He saw one of Kyron's tendencies when he landed in the slot, and he made a play. And Brian Kelly noted that he's assignment correct. He wanted to improve his awareness, and, and we saw that today. So the linebacking room is deep, and it's great to see the success of the group without Drew Wright as well. Well, the one big matchup that I was looking at was the wide receivers and the cornerbacks. And I think that's something that they wanted to see is, is uh, how that would fare out. I think that's a question going into the fall is that you do have some good receivers. We need to get more consistency. And then we really didn't see a lot of the running game yesterday. Uh, you know, Chris Tyree has got speed. Didn't see a lot of Kyra Williams. It was just a typical day at the office, if you will. But uh, those are the things I took away. We really didn't see them spotlighted as far as the running game. Yeah, I think it's it's obviously difficult when your offensive line is is as inexperienced as these guys. And we've seen the clips as well whenever the defensive line is as good as on is on the running plays um, straight off the line, up front, getting there before these guys can get into any of their strides. Uh, you mentioned Chris Tyree. I did think he was one of the, the standout offensive players for me. He finished with 46 yards of 10 runs and, and contributed in the passing game with, with uh, two catches of 16 yards. I'll note the explosiveness that Tyree gets in his cuts is really impressive. As soon as he puts his foot in the ground and he turns up field, he's powerful and he's tough to take down. And he, and he spoke about wanting to improve that, that contact balance, initiating the contact and getting those yards. And he had one play where he bounced outside and, and outrun Maris Leofau, which is a, which is a tough feat because he had, was one of, the, one of the better defensive players um, yesterday. Uh, he also noted, um, which I saw immediately, um, his improvements in protection and we spoke about the offensive line, especially the interior of the offensive line, one of the one of the weakest spots on this team. He had an excellent blitz pickup midway through the second, which allowed Pine to get the ball off to, to Lawrence Keys. So both of these running backs will continue to improve as the interior of the offensive line continues to improve. And we didn't see much of Karim, but he's going to be the, the lead back. And I'm, I'm not too worried about these two running backs because you know they have their talent. I think it will improve and their production will improve as the offensive line gets better. This is Irish Illustrated International. I'm Len Clark, J.P. McGrath over in London. That's the end of spring ball. Practice number 15 of the books. And now you go into the summer months. The players will take a break, come back in early June. And then a couple of weeks later, it's time to get back to camp. But this weekend was very important from a recruiting standpoint as well. It was a great weekend. Lacrosse won, baseball won, softball won. So just a great uh, opportunity to be on campus. And it must have been a great experience for the recruits coming in. Uh, that's going to pay dividends this weekend down the road. But JP, now it's it's the off season. It, now it's back on the coaches. They need to find out who are the you know eleven best players to put on on offense and defense, and we'll get an idea of what that looks like come July. Yeah, definitely. And um, this spring was was all about competing and coming together as a team. Uh, what I noted in the in the player press conferences yesterday was there seems to be a great chemistry within these groups. Uh, these guys are pushing each other. They want to get better. Um, Brian Kelly and the coaching staff isn't going to nail down any starters. Uh, and that's good. These, these guys, if they put in the work in, in practice, they're going to get, they're going to get reps. Um, we've seen guys who we haven't heard much of from spring. One, one, one of the defensive backs, Phil Avon, who I haven't heard much of in spring had a really nice game yesterday, coming up with four tackles and two pass breakups. It speaks to the culture 
uh, if you work hard, if you earn your spot, you're going to get reps and, and you're going to improve this team. And I go back to the comment by Brian Kelly. They're a good football team, but they need to become a great football team. So, JP, practice is over. We're going to check back with each other and do a podcast in June, one in July, and then gear up for the season that starts on Sunday, September 5th, when the Fighting Irish open up the season down in Tallahassee, Florida, against the Florida State Seminoles. Final comments as we say adieu to spring football. Uh, it's been a great uh, experience for me, first spring covering Notre Dame. Learned a lot, been a great experience, excited for the rest of the season. Why don't you finish the show by telling everybody to go Irish? Go Irish. Sports Social Podcast Network.